The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So the, um, as I just mentioned a few minutes ago in the announcement, the form of practice I'm going to be offering today is inspired by my teacher, my Burmese teacher, Saido Utejaniya. And the, the practice is more about um, seeing if we can become aware while we're engaged in, in whatever we're doing. And so we do cultivate this in the sitting meditation. Um, and there, the, this practice, one of the things I love about this practice is that it, the same practice, the same instructions are applicable both for sitting meditation and for daily life. There's no difference in the instructions. And we really do um, explore what does it mean to become aware while living, become aware while walking, while eating, um, not focusing on anything in particular so the the meditation instructions don't change when we shift from sitting meditation to walking meditation or from sitting meditation to engaging with um, being aware while eating. It's the same instructions. We basically explore, am I aware? And what am I aware of? And so this form of practice is an open awareness an open, receptive style of, of awareness right from the beginning. Many times um, teachers will begin a retreat or begin the instructions for practice by orienting towards some particular experience such as the breath, um, such as uh, some kind of experience where you can collect and gather your mind, maybe body sensations. But in this practice we orient more around just the reflection or the experience of awareness itself. So am I aware? That's kind of what we orient around. Am I aware? And then what is that awareness aware of? Just what's obvious? So in a nutshell, that's the basic instruction. And then there's another piece around because we essentially kind of land and uh, explore, can I be here and what is the mind knowing? So we we become aware of recognizing the awareness and uh, what is that awareness knowing? But then because our minds have so many habits and so much that kind of goes on Outside of our conscious awareness, it can be useful to also check in on how am I with whatever is happening? What is my relationship to what is happening? Or what is the attitude? What is, what, how am I with this? Because that, sometimes that attitude may be a little behind the scenes. And so we might be noticing something with mindfulness, but uh, noticing it with an agenda to get rid of it or to hold on to it or to um, or we may have a belief around it that is influencing how we're paying attention to it and so the um, this the next piece or the the other piece of this practice is like checking in am I aware and what is kind of obvious and then from time to time also checking in our uh, our relationship what's my relationship to what's happening how am I with this experience what's the attitude and so that, in like five minutes, 
that's the instruction we'll be working with all day long. And it's often helpful to have a little bit of elaboration on that. So I'll, I'll offer some elaboration on those basic instructions. And I do like to start um, because it's so simple, you know, it just seems so simple. If, well, am I aware and what am I aware of and how am I with that? Um, sometimes with that kind of simplicity of instructions, people wonder, well, why, why am I doing this? You know, what, what's the point? What's the point of this? And the point of our mindfulness practice in general, I think, All the forms of mindfulness practice that we offer here, whether we start with an orientation towards staying with the breath, um, or we start with a more open awareness, or start with some kind of um, other directed practice, such as uh, attention to phrases for loving kindness, um, all of the practices that head towards mindfulness, the ultimate purpose, really, we could say, is to understand our minds to understand what's happening in our minds and to understand that our habitual kind of conditioned ways of relating to experience are a lot of what contributes to why we struggle, why we suffer. And so we begin to, in exploring our experience in the present moment, we begin to understand the ways in which our own mind participates in our suffering, the ways in which the habits and patterns that we have lived with, that have become kind of entrenched, are participating in how and why we struggle. And with the um, attention to that, the uh, exploration of the mindfulness of, well, what is this experience? Again, sometimes it seems like so simple. So, okay, well, I'm, I'm noticing that there's frustration arising in the present moment or I'm noticing that there's um, love and generosity arising in the present moment. What, is it, what good does it do to notice that? And why would that be helpful to simply notice it? I would say that the um, way that we're paying attention there's a kind of a curiosity that we're turning towards the experience as a human experience rather than as my experience that um, is somehow um, telling me I need to do something or get something or figure something out and of being kind of self-absorbed. We are curious about, well, what is this experience of frustration? Human beings experience frustration. What is that experience? And so the, the kind of mindfulness we're exploring here, well, am I aware what's happening, is the kind of what we are exploring is not what is this and what do I need to do with it, but what is this experience as an, as an experience, as a human arising? And so the, again, when I first heard about this, I thought, what good is that going to do? How is that going to help if I just notice anger is like this? What good is that going to do? But what I actually quickly discovered is that that recognition or that noticing um, helps the mind to see that that experience of that reactivity is painful. And surprisingly, I mean, one of the first, first 
couple weeks of my practicing this in daily life. I remember I was I was um, I was uh, um, noticing that anger and then recognizing, kind of with the shock, oh, there's an assumption here that this is helping me to make the other person feel miserable because I was kind of like wanting somehow for the other person to, to feel bad because I was angry. Um, but what was happening was that the other person didn't even know I was angry and I was feeling miserable about what I was experiencing. It was kind of a shock. It's like, oh my gosh, this does not work the way the mind thought it did. And with that understanding, so it's the, the mindfulness begins to help our system understand that these reactive patterns are not actually supportive for moving, moving in the direction of well-being. So the simple kind of awareness kind of taps into our uh, organism's wish to move in the direction of well-being. And it's getting often new information about what is actually happening in the present moment because we're not, we're not often really aware of how our mind states and our intentions actually affect us right here and now because we're oriented on, uh, often on the future or the past and not so much about what's happening right now. So the, the, the power of this very simple kind of mindfulness, what is happening right now as a human experience, curiosity about it as a human experience, taps into this um, organism's movement towards well-being by um, helping the organism to understand that these reactive experiences are not conducive to well-being and Love, generosity, compassion, kindness, this kind of mindfulness actually is conducive to well-being. And so the, the system wanting to move in the direction of well-being, when it gets this in-the-moment information, our system begins to adjust how it responds in the world. And so this, is, this has been a lot of my, my practice, the kind of the gentle just noticing what is here, not trying to change it or fix it, but just noticing. And I will say that that, um, that simple noticing, and we'll talk about this through the day, I mean, the, the basic instruction is to incline us towards that simple noticing. What's this? Am I aware? And what's here? And how am I with this? Um, the, so that, that basic instruction is that, but there are times when whatever is coming up, um, a frustration or an anger or some kind of reactivity, is stronger than our ability to be aware of it. There are times when it doesn't seem possible to just say, oh yeah, that's anger that's arising. We, the, even the attempt to be mindful of it, it's like the anger has... Um, has so much more power that it kind of catches, catches us and pulls us into the vortex of that pattern. And so if you notice that happening, then that's not the time to try to just simply know, oh, I'm aware of anger. That's the time to bring in some of our tools to redirect the attention, to pay attention to something where you can let your mind rest with that for a little while, like the breath or, or like the body sensations or maybe opening to seeing or hearing if the, um, the emotional um, experience in this part of the body is strong. Sometimes the breath is not a place for that um, 
for the attention to land, but we could open our eyes or connect with hearing or maybe put our attention on our feet or our, our, our butt touching the chair. So you know, there are times when it's useful to shift to something more focused. But the instructions that Sayada offers are, it's kind of flipped around in some way from the normal instructions. The normal instructions that I learned when I first started meditating is, well, you start by focusing on something. And then when the mind is, is uh, calm, then you can shift to being more open and aware. Well, this gives our, our, our some, in some ways, I think it gives our system more credit for being able to be with things uh, and to kind of recognize, okay, well, this one, yeah, I can be with this. And sometimes we can be with reactive patterns more easily than others. But to also really be honest with ourselves about, yeah, and right now, I need to turn to uh, something to, to let the mind settle. I need to, to pick something else to attend to. So that's the, the kind of the frame of our of our practice, the, the why we do it, and the, the basic instructions. And so I, I want to offer a few pieces that will support this kind of more open receptive awareness. And then we'll do a little bit of a guided practice with it. So the first piece that um, Saito Utejani emphasized a lot and actually became a big piece of my practice after I I met him. It's very simple. Relax. Relaxing the body as we relax. There's there's a lot of feedback between the body and the mind. And as the body relaxes, it supports the mind to be able to settle and relax. Attention in the mind can create tension in the body, but tension in the body can also feed back to tension in the mind. And so we can start with um, just consciously relaxing the body as much as we can, and we may be able to notice that as we do that, there's a little bit of relaxation in our minds. And then we can explore maybe relaxing the mind a little bit, letting go of the uh, uh, a tense mind is often pulled into thoughts of past or future or just kind of wrapped up in thoughts of the present. And the, um, that sometimes we can relax the, the thinking mind a little bit. We can relax that tension that might pull us out of the present moment. But the relaxation of body will support that. And as the body and mind are relaxed, our organism is essentially designed to be aware in the present moment. When the mind is not caught up in thoughts of past or future or thoughts about what's happening now, what it's doing is noticing what's happening now. And so that very starting with relaxation creates the conditions for a more natural and easeful kind of awareness or mindfulness to be available. So we'll begin with relaxation and then see uh, how or whether that supports this ability to be aware. So mindfulness, we could say, is just this simple capacity of our minds to know that we know, to recognize what's happening in the present moment, to know what's happening in the present moment as experience in the present moment. This is uh, the, the shift in a way towards right mindfulness where we are curious about the experience, what's happening as a human experience. So the, the, the mindfulness, this ability to be 
uh, aware in the present moment is a kind of a neutral quality of mind. It can be used for skillful things and for unskillful things. There are a few places in the in the suttas, in the discourses of the Buddha, where the Buddha actually mentions that it is possible to have wrong mindfulness. And that wrong mindfulness is motivated by wrong view or a wrong intention. And so the intention with the mindfulness is really about exploring. What is this experience as a human being? What is it like to be feeling this as a human being? So in contrast, for instance, if you imagine... Um, somebody who's broken into a house and um, is is going to steal some things, they may be hyper-aware of what's happening in the present moment. They may be knowing exactly how softly they're putting their foot down and not making noise in in, in that place. But the motivation for that is not to simply know, oh, what is it like to put my foot down? The motivation is to be quiet so that you can steal things. So the the motivation or the context in which we explore mindfulness is so important. And that's why this um, part of checking in, what's the relationship? How am I? What's the the kind of attitude with which we're paying attention? Is Is a part of this exploration. That is what helps us to move in the direction of wise mindfulness. And so mindfulness, we cultivate mindfulness in this practice in two basic ways. One is um, by just recognizing mindfulness itself. Am I aware? Just noticing, am I aware? And this is simple. It's like we, we, we know this experience of awareness, but it is, it is sometimes so close to us that we may not recognize it as an experience. It's almost like the air we breathe. It's so close to us. It happens so often that this, this basic function of mindfulness is, uh, happens so often that we, uh, we might miss it. And then as we can begin to recognize it, we can begin to shape that basic function of mindfulness to become wise mindfulness or right mindfulness. And so we, we just start by recognizing, well, am I aware? Notice that you're aware. And, and if, if you, you know, we'll use kind of questions, gentle questions in the mind uh, during this day. And so that question, am I aware? If you even remember to ask the question, probably 99% of the time you can answer yes. The 1% of the time might be if you're kind of in a repetitive rote kind of, am I aware, am I aware, am I aware? Not really aware that you're even asking the question. But if you can know that you're asking the question, you get to answer yes. Yes, I am aware. And we begin to, initially it may not be that we kind of really can recognize what that experience of awareness or mindfulness is. But we can know that we're aware. And over time, we begin to, kind of, it's like our mind begins to tease out what is that experience? What is it like to be aware? This, this kind of recognition of awareness um, happens um, sometimes most easily in the moment when the mind returns from wandering. The recognition of the arising of awareness. When we've not been mindful and now we are mindful, that moment is an, uh, it's kind of like there's a contrast in a way 
between what it was like a few moments before when our mind was lost and what it's like now to be aware. It's not that, it's, it's, it's not that we were aware of the being lost part, but, but the, there's a recognition or a remembering of that kind of quality of the mind, maybe the haziness or fuzziness of the mind a few moments before. And so there's a little bit of a contrast. And so in this practice, that recognition of, oh, aware again, awareness has arisen again, is a big part of cultivating this capacity to recognize the awareness itself. And so we, we check in, am I aware? And then as we, as we are aware, you know, when we remember that, oh, yes, I can remember to ask that question, that, um, that asking that question kind of helps to prompt or to help us, once we have some mindfulness, we, we are aware, we recognize that we're aware, we can um, um, kind of prompt ourselves to kind of keep being mindful. So that question of like, am I aware? And then useful also to check in. And what am I aware of? So the kind of recognition, yep, I know I'm aware. And what is most obvious right now? So this is where the, the mindfulness becomes more receptive. Rather than choosing what to pay attention to, it's like we, we, we recognize that we're aware. And it's kind of like, well, what is awareness already aware of? What are we already aware of? And this may be something obvious like body sensation or sound or if your eyes are open, sight. Um, it could be in a mood or an emotion. It might be a thought. So any experience. It could be something broader like uh, a feeling of, you know, um, maybe agitation or calm or... Um, curiosity, those can be a little more diffuse kind of experience. They're, they're not quite so precise. And so the, um, you, you recognize, am I aware? And then what is obvious? So these are the pieces of how we, we cultivate mindfulness. We recognize that we're aware and notice what that awareness is aware of. Another important aspect of this is um, how, or kind of the, the, the level of effort that we make. I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of us can get a little bit tense or tight around the mindfulness practice, uh, especially with um, focusing on one particular experience and that we might try to hold on to it. I found myself at times kind of sitting down at the beginning of a meditation to attend to the breath. And it would be like I'd pick up the amount of effort I thought I'd need to stay with the breath for 45 minutes and I'd try to do it in that first minute. Instead of a very much more gentle kind of um, effort of just like, well, what? Can I be aware of this right now? Can I be aware of this right now? And so this lighter touch of effort is actually helpful for us in whatever kind of meditation practice we're doing. If, if we're exploring the breath, it might just be enough of, enough of a, um, effort to stay with half a breath. Oh, can I be with this half breath? How about this half breath? How about the next one? And so that there's just a light touch of effort moment to moment. And with this um, more open practice, 
just right now, noticing that you're hearing the sound of my voice. Noticing perhaps contact of your hands. And how hard is it as I say each of those things to notice them, the sound outside, noticing that? How hard is it as I say each thing to recognize another sound, maybe some body sensation, maybe a thought? In a moment, for a moment, it actually doesn't take too much work. Again, especially as we relax and our mind isn't off thinking about things, as we relax, our system is designed to very naturally receive experience. A lot of the effort is because our minds is, are, are kind of pulled out into other things. But if we can relax that and land here, it actually doesn't take too much work to notice this, the sensations of your hands touching, the sensations of your feet. For a moment, it's not very hard. What does seem to be more difficult is to kind of keep that going, you know, the gentle remembering to keep that going. And so that's where we begin to kind of squeeze down or try to hold on. I'm going to stay mindful. Um, instead of uh, much more gently, which is pretty much all that we really can do, we can be mindful, we can prompt that mindfulness for a moment. We can recognize, oh yes, I am aware. Hmm. And here's what I'm aware of. And how about now? And how about now? And now? Here? What? How about now? Just very gently receiving what's obvious. What's obvious? What's obvious? With just the, the slight bit of effort it takes to remember moment to moment. So that you're not trying to remember for a long stretch of time. Just enough to be aware now. And then you do it again. And again. And again. And of course the mind will wander. And as soon as that, you re- recognize that the mind has wandered, that moment you recognize the mind has wandered, that's a great moment because that's the moment you get to notice the difference between lost and aware. So you get a little bit of that that kind of flavor of, oh, this is what it's like to be aware. I, you know, so that, that moment when you've gotten lost, no matter how many times that happens, it happens a hundred times in a 45-minute sitting, every time that comes back is an opportunity for you to begin to recognize, oh, this is what it's like to be aware. This is the easiest place it, there is to notice that difference. So there, okay, that, oh yeah, that's what awareness is like. Awareness is back. And so the, the work that we give our minds is to remind ourselves to be aware. And then we just notice what that awareness knows. And so this is a very, um, it's, we, we can say very non-directed kind of practice. We are not picking what to pay attention to. For those of you who have done a more directed practice, that can feel a little bit odd at first. I remember when I first stepped into a a more receptive open awareness practice, the mind was kind of thrashing around. What am I supposed to pay attention to? And um, a a useful thing to do there is to just pick anything that's kind of obvious. Just start with something obvious. 
Start with, a, okay, just with some body sensation, your, your hands or something. And then just let yourself rest with that. And then as soon as the attention shifts to something else, that's the next thing. And so we begin to get interested in this factor of the attention shifting from experience to experience. Rather than trying to hold the attention on something, on some one experience, we can start somewhere. If it's hard to just settle back and say, okay, what's obvious? If the mind kind of spins and thrashes there, just pick something. Pick anything that's obvious and easy to connect with. And then uh, as, as you've connected with that, you, don't have to, you, you, you won't hold it to that experience. But as you sit here and relax and just notice your experience, noticing awareness, the attention will naturally kind of shift to something. A sound will happen and the attention will shift to that. Or another body sensation and the attention will shift to that. And so we begin to get familiar with this shifting of attention and we don't try to stop that. We are trying to stay connected. It's like, it's like following the attention. The attention shifts to this. Oh, that's what the mind is aware of. And then it shifts to that. Oh, that's what the mind is aware of. So it can kind of feel like we're following the attention. Or it might feel like we're settled back and things are just coming to us. It, it's not like a following at all. It's like we're, we're settled back and receiving. Things are just arriving, arriving, arriving. So however it feels... That's fine. So we explore, am I aware? What am I, what's obvious? If if there's a challenge, especially for those of you who are new to this practice at the beginning, just pick something simple and then explore the, you know, as the attention shifts to explore that following of the attention. Occasionally reminding yourself to be aware. So again, about the wandering mind, the mind will wander. It it definitely will. And the moment when the mindfulness returns, again, great moment to notice the awareness itself. This is, oh, awareness is back. What's that like? And then it can be helpful in that moment you know the the um we can just notice what's obvious that's you know that's kind of the basic instruction just notice what's here as you become aware again but it can be helpful to kind of attune to a simple is there tension has tension crept into the mind or body is the mind no longer relaxed is the body no longer relaxed after the mind has wandered if it if it is not relaxed if it has gotten tension, it can be really useful to begin again with that, encouraging some relaxation, going back to a kind of scanning through the body and relaxing the body, uh, because that is a condition that will support this more easeful kind of receptive awareness. And so if you notice after the mind has wandered, first notice the awareness and then, am I relaxed? Oh, well, let's relax, relax again. The moment mindfulness returns, okay, is relaxation helpful here? Sometimes when the mind has wandered, um, you might notice it happens more often than you might think that after the mind has wandered, you're actually more relaxed. And um, if you are 
orienting to that moment as a problem of like, oh, my mind was wandering, I, I, I shouldn't have been wandering. If you're orienting to that moment as a problem, you might miss that sometimes actually as the mind wanders, there's more relaxation that happens. And so sometimes we can kind of tap into that relaxation as the mind, mind returns from wandering. If you're checking into, am I more relaxed or am I more tense? If you notice you're more relaxed, you can use that. It's like, oh yeah, the, there's actually more ease here. And, and awareness of that can be supportive for just noticing, yes, I'm aware and there's more ease and what's obvious. And then the... Um, the other piece around checking the relationship, I'll just speak about this briefly now and a little bit more later in the day. Um, so, you know, we're mostly exploring the awareness and what is happening, but then occasionally from time to time checking in, how am I? Because as I said earlier, sometimes we might have a, um, a perspective that we're bringing to the mindfulness, a, a view or a a little bit of aversion or some greed that's kind of motivating the uh, the mindfulness. And so sometimes that's kind of hidden behind the scenes. You know, if there's something unpleasant happening, sometimes we can be paying attention to that, being mindful of it in order to make it go away. As opposed to just the curiosity, well, what is this unpleasant experience? It's like, well, if I pay attention to this properly, it will go away. So the, there can be views or attitudes in the mind that uh, can be hidden hidden from us. And so it's useful to, from time to time, just check in. Is there something kind of hidden in the mind? Is there another relationship that's, that's not seen? And, you know, there'll be four basic kind of flavors of relationship to experience. There'll be the relationship of greed, of wanting something to happen, or the relationship or to keep happening. Um, there'll be a relationship of, could be a relationship of aversion, of wanting something to stop happening, of not liking something, being angry, frustrated about something. Um, there could be a relationship of delusion or confusion. Um, this might be a relationship of kind of checking out, uh, kind of, you know, disconnecting from something. Or it might be a view, a belief about something. Uh, a kind of a, a belief that was not noticed, like this experience is not the right experience to be having. So that there, there's you know a kind of a view or belief that's in there that might be uh, filtering how we are relating to that experience. So those three uh, are related to the um, what the Buddha called the three root. Um, the three, the three root, uh, the three roots of our suffering, basically, greed, aversion, and delusion. And then the other attitude that might be present is one of, oh, it's okay. The mind can be okay with what's happening. Can, can feel balanced. Can feel calm. That space of being feeling okay can have some different flavors to it, and. Uh, if you kind of check in what's what's the relationship to what's happening um, and you're not seeing anything in particular, that might be because it's a, it's a weak form of one of these um, um, root unwholesome states or it, it also could be because the mind is actually okay. 
So if you're not seeing anything obvious, you could try on, well, am I okay with this? And different flavors of that okayness. Sometimes it can be, it can feel more than okay. It can feel blissful. It can feel delightful. It can feel um, happy. There can be a sense of curiosity and engagement and interest. There might be more of a sense of calm or balance. There might be a sense of patience and ease. So lots of flavors that can happen in that uh, fourth kind of attitude. And so that um, when we notice or if we kind of check in and notice a relationship, there's not much to do other than kind of appreciate that your mind is now seeing something that it wasn't seeing before. Like, oh yeah, okay, that's what's happening. That's in the mix. And just exploring, okay, and that's a human experience. That's part of what's happening. This unpleasant thing is happening and I don't like it. That's the human experience right now. Keeping it really simple. And so the, the simplicity of this is relax. Am I aware What's obvious? And then from time to time, checking in to this relationship to experience. So let's take a short standing break. We're going to do a sitting practice uh, now. So let's just stand for a moment. Let yourself um, give your body a break. And then we'll do a, a sitting practice together. <laughs> 